You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Hi everyone, Paul here, and just a quick message from me to let you know that if you are looking to improve the performance of your team, no matter whether it is a work, sporting, or community one, then we've developed some tools to help. On the website, you will find our Thriving Teams Diagnostic, which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Lessons from the Great Coaches podcast. I've learned that you don't do it alone. You learn so many different things from so many different coaches. That's an elite learning environment. Failure is not a problem. How you deal with it is a problem. How to be resilient. How important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. To be a good coach, you've got to get more than you take. What an interesting life it is to be a leader. My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us be better leaders. As the podcast has grown, the great coaches we have interviewed have shared so much insight and wisdom that we decided to create episodes dedicated entirely to the ideas that have resonated with us the most. Today's episode is on the topic of mental skills, and it features audio quotes from a wide selection of coaches that we have interviewed from around the world. The Lessons from the Great Coaches Podcast. I'd like to open this episode with an audio quote from Michael Jordan. It's clipped from an old VHS cassette, so please excuse the quality. Michael, which were you more proud of, your athletic skills or the mental skills that you brought to the game, and which was uh, more difficult to keep up? Well, I came in here with the physical skills. Um, I was, to some degree, I was born with the, 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 the appetite to enhance it as I got older and as I played the game, but the mental skills uh, came with the education of the game, you know, that either I learned from Coach Smith before I got here, or I learned in the course of the uh, coaching staff that, that I've been endured with. The mental part is hard because you have to really learn taking everything that you've learned over a period of time and, and apply that to your game and tie that into the physical aspect to your game and make the complete basketball player that you try to become. You know, So uh, physically it's, it's a little bit easier, but the mental part is, is the hardest part and I think that's the part that separates the good players from the great players. Apologies again for the quality, but just to repeat, at the end he says, but the mental part is the hardest part. And I think that's the part that separates the good players from the great players. Michael was coached by one of the greatest sports coaches of all time, Phil Jackson. 
And in his book, Sacred Hoops, he talks extensively about his use of meditation and Eastern and Indigenous American philosophies to help his players develop their mental skills. But he also talks about his own journey in developing these skills and how they have helped him in all aspects of his life. Today's episode is on mental skills, and it looks at ways that they are developed so that they become strong and enduring. To start the discussion on mental skills, here is World Cup winning cricket coach Gary Kirsten reflecting on his journey and his ultimate learning that everyone needs some mental skills training. I think we all need some form of training around that. We train so much around our physical skills and then we get confronted in a situation with the highest of pressure and we don't really have the tools to manage it. I mean, I just think back to, as a player, to the World Cup semi-final against Australia in 1999 in Birmingham, where it was the highest pressure game that I'd ever been involved in. And there I was, the magician Shane Warne knocks over Herschel Gibbs. And I can see he's kind of delivering on what he's done as a high performer, which was incredible. It's like his moment in the sun. And here I am, as a, as a player who's played a lot of cricket against him, it's match-up, two best teams in the world. You know, I'm meant to be at the same level of mental skill that he is at. And I'm saying to myself, in the mat, I'm not there. I've had no training to get there. I don't know how to deal with this moment. I've now got to make my own decisions around what is going to be relevant and not relevant to do. And I ended up making a mental error in that game that, that cost me my wicket and certainly led, started the demise of our innings. But I just felt that if I'd been a little bit more mentally astute in that moment, it might have really helped me navigate that performance better than what I did. The starting point for developing mental skills in their teams is often the coach themselves. Here is Gareth Baber, the gold medal winning rugby sevens coach, talking about his training in mental skills and how he leads it with his team. I have a mental skills coach and I've worked with a mental skills coach actually in Australian and works for a company there. And the challenge was consistency. We sort of worked out that we had talent, but again, going back to the personalities of the individuals that we were working with, there was varying levels of, if you like, of where that personality sat and their ability to mature and take on the information and most of all, create focus in the ability to perform. And that's not, you have to win the gold medal every time you play, but how can you have a consistency in performance? How do you get that into an individual and then collectively move that on? So we did, certainly in that first year, we introduced a lot of mental skills and those were generated around focus, attention. And one of the biggest things that we did is we delivered it through me I had a relationship, as I've talked about, with the players already. And I'd done it in how I always thought I would want to be coached in an environment where I wanted to give them some empowerment, but there was accountability that came with that empowerment and build relationships with them. But equally, I wanted to take them on a journey towards what I knew they were capable of in terms of delivering above and beyond their potential of what they recognize as their potential. And a lot of that was down to do with mental skills and a consistency of a program around them, which delivered daily habits and standards around being a professional player. Justin Langer coached the Australian cricket team 
and has been vocal for many years on the way that meditation helped his career as a player and a coach. Here, he talks about how physical and mental skills come together and how concentration is a key foundation for mental strength. People often say that sport is all mental. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that performance is a synergy between technique and physicality and talent and the mental side of the game. It's of concentration. We all subscribe to the feeling that elite performance is about concentration, particularly if you've got a work ethic, you've got some talent and you've developed through hours of practice, you've developed a good technique. That doesn't mean what sport it is, it's the same, but concentration is the core, is the essence of great performance. And Justin's point on the importance of concentration is supported by Wimbledon and Davis Cup team captain winner, Jan Kodesh. The first thing is, when you are on the circuit, when you have a big tournament, whatever it is, and you want to win, you, can, you have to concentrate on your game. Forget the sister, forget the brother, forget, you, you, you know, uh, there is always something which bothers you. Uh, my father called because uh, he wants me to pick, pick him at the airport, or, you know, there is always something, you know. Nadal, he has extremely, extremely important concentration because he you can see on him how he everybody make a make a fun from him that he does this 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 like this you know and but you know he doesn't hear if the people are there he doesn't hear even the even the plane he's into the match and it's very difficult especially on grand slams because the matches are longer you play best of five, best of three sets could be five. So you are concentrated. First set, second set, but it's a long. Most of the guys, they, they cannot concentrate all the time. That's why suddenly they want two sets and suddenly they, they lose two, one set or two sets. There are, there are some kind of uneven things. Mental fitness is very important. Uh, physical and mental fitness is very important. Hi everyone, I'm here with Professor Eric Knight, the Executive Dean of the Macquarie Business School and he's just stepped out of the classroom. So Eric, what kind of leadership skills do you help people develop here at the business school? I think the measure of a great team is whether a team is having the kinds of conversations they need to have in the organisation. And so when we try to develop the leaders of those teams, we want them not only to know how to identify the issues that the team needs to talk about, but also how to have the conversation so that people feel comfortable and focused on the key issues that matter. Thanks, Eric. The master's programs at the Macquarie Business School, designed to empower you, challenge you, and transform the way you think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
This state of deep concentration was something that kickboxing coach Petr Kotek spoke to us about. He used the term flow to describe it, which in sports is also sometimes described as being in the zone. Flow describes a moment when a person is performing an activity and they are fully immersed in it and are experiencing a heightened, energising type of focus. Because when you are in the fight, sometimes you are like in trance or something. The modern word is flow, maybe. You get into the flow. Sometimes the athletes become totally different persons. I had my students in the fight. The students was very calm, not expressive person. But when they got hit, the person's totally changed. He starts to scream. He starts to express himself. So it was totally different person. When the fight stops... He changed, his life role totally changed. But I understand that because sometimes when I feel like that, when I step into the tummy, I become a different person. It's a different world. I cannot really explain the stories. You must be there to understand. Persons are really changing in the ring. But I mean in a good way. In the ring or on the tatami, you can reach your maximum. Here you can understand really your emotions. Usually in the competition, I'm surprised. Not on the training, not in the training, but on the competition. There is a place where I'm surprised when I reach the top of themselves, my athletes. While concentration is important, so is the discipline required to do it over and over again. And when it comes to this discipline, great coaches take an uncompromising stance. Here is iconic swimming coach Bill Sweetenham. Whether you're winning the school 50-metre freestyle or you're winning the Olympic gold medal makes no difference. Anyone that fails because of lack of discipline, because of my coaching influence, it's my fault. I accept responsibility and accountability for that. I don't look for excuses or don't associate blame. And remember, a reason is an excuse and no excuse is a reason. So I'm uncompromising. Julia Price was the first female to coach in the Men's T20 Cricket League in Australia. And she also talked to us about the importance of mental skills and how she went about helping her team develop them during the pandemic when face-to-face training wasn't possible. But then what we started to do this year, we went on Smiling Mind and just we've, I've got them starting to do little mindfulness exercises and starting to feel like in the moment a little bit more. Stop thinking too far ahead. Like, what are you doing right now? What's happening with that? So, and a few of them have come back and they've absolutely loved it. They thought it was the best. But it's something quick that they can do. You can do a three-minute mindfulness session while you, before you go and start cooking dinner for your kids or whatever. So the girls found that one really easy to, to put in, in play. We've also done a little bit of meditation as well and, and we've done heaps of PDs and readings. You know, Justin Lang is a big one for all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that was also good about how do you relax and, uh, you know, after a game, how do you, you know, you're really wound up, you've got to play again the next day, how do you stop thinking about what you did wrong in the game or all those sort of things. So the meditation, again, is also about relaxing and switching off and how do you, and then you can start to lessen that and, and do that in between overs and then in between balls and you know then it suddenly becomes part of your life constantly one of the best descriptions of mental skills from the interviews we have done comes from wrestling coach tom ryan who uses the story of james stockdale an american who was a prisoner of war for seven years in vietnam to illustrate the importance of combining realism with optimism 
It's like the Stockdale paradox, right? Stockdale was was the POW that made it out, right? His story is incredible. And this guy, when when they interviewed him, when he came back, right, they interviewed Stockdale. He said, what was it that made you get through that others didn't as a prisoner of war? And he said, the ones that don't make it do not live in the perfect combination of realism and optimism. There's an intertwining of optimism and realism, right? They didn't make it. They were overly optimistic. Every single holiday they thought would be the last one spent as a POW, and they were going to get out Thanksgiving, Easter, you know, Christmas. They were going to get out. They never got out, right? They ultimately died of a broken heart. And Stockdale, his mind stayed in reality. I believe I'll get out. I don't know when, right? Realism and optimism. I'm going to get out. I just don't know when. I'm not going to put a date on it. To finish this episode on mental toughness, here is Irish boxing coach, Philip Sutcliffe Sr. Philip is a terrific role model in his community. His gym has produced world and Olympic champions. And he makes the point that the discipline that drives mental toughness comes from the teaching that happens in the home. Any coach works at salt, you'd be like a social worker, especially these days with so many children. The amount of children that's on antidepressants under 11 years of age, even in this country, is terrible. The amount of drugs that's being pushed on young adults, apart from the social drugs, the amount of drugs people dealing with life in our schools they took, I'm not saying to hit children, but children have to learn discipline from growing up and basically come from your house. They don't see discipline in your house, what's your play out? Simple things. Pull a hang with your coat, don't need to put your school bag away. Did you do your homework? You need to do your chores this week. Did you put out the bins? Little things like that come into effect. Follows. That's the discipline. And then it goes to school. It makes it easier for a teacher to teach. If there's someone sitting there and wants to learn, who wants to learn, whether English, French, maths, German, any subject, if they want to learn, it makes it easier for the teacher. But because of all these children have ABC and DCH, tell them this drug for this and that drug for that. Like instead of trying to sort it out, now, I'm not going to be the man to sort it out. But when they come to the gym, if they want to be in, most boxing gyms have rules. And if they don't stick to the rules and they want to stay boxing, if they don't stick to them rules, they're out the door. And it's a hard lesson. But boxing is a disciplinary sport. If you have a gym that just wants to teach the, the art of physical culture, the art of boxing, the boxing gym, they should be open in every school in the country. And it'll make teaching easy for the teachers. But as I said, teaching comes from the home. And that's where teaching comes from. We hope you enjoyed our episode on mental toughness and found one or two things that you can bring to your own dinner table, locker room or boardroom table for discussion. The key lessons I've taken away on the topic of mental toughness from our great coaches are a focus on creating mental toughness starts at the top with you as the leader. Your mental toughness is driven by discipline and your ability to concentrate. As a leader, you help shape the standards within the team or the organization when it comes to these areas. And training that helps you improve mindfulness will help with your ability to concentrate. Here at The Great Coaches Podcast, we're always trying to learn. So please let us know if you have any feedback. Just like Mads Clausen, who said, thanks for a great podcast. Nope, thank you, Mads. 
It's the interaction with people around the world who listen give us great energy. And so if you have any feedback or comments, please let us know. And all the details on how you can connect with us are either in the show notes or on our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com.